We believe in anywhere. We actually prefer the term anywhere over remote because we think remote kind of sounds isolating and, and we really want to fight that. You are listening to Running Remote, a podcast about building and scaling effective distributed teams. Join us as we dive inside the minds and processes of CEOs, managers, nomads, and dynamic entrepreneurs who are building impactful businesses and organizations through this new and innovative movement. They've thrown out the traditional rules and business textbooks and are actively finding new ways of organizing their teams, driving productivity, and scaling their growth. I'm your host, Stephanie Burns. Today's episode is brought to you by Running Remote, the world's largest remote work conference held in beautiful Bali, Indonesia. Check out the speaker lineup at runningremote.com and get 20% off your conference ticket for being a Running Remote podcast listener. Simply use coupon code IRUNREMOTELY and your 20% discount is automatically applied. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Running Remote Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Burns, and today I have with me Natalie Fung, the CEO of Answer Connect. Hey, Natalie, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Stephanie? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to talk to you because your company, Answer Connect, is really a champion of work anywhere, not just with the work and the service that you provide to your clients, but also internally. So I'm really excited to get to chat with you today. But before we get started on all of that, will you give us a little background on you? Sure, absolutely. So I am from Portland, Oregon. I started with Answer Connect back in 2006, and it's kind of a funny story. I came to Answer Connect through a staffing agency, definitely not thinking that this was going to be my forever career. And I almost quit on my second day because oh, wow. I didn't realize what a fledgling kind of new company it was. So I came in young and kind of expecting that this company would have everything figured out. And I came in as a salesperson and found that there was a lot of things that weren't figured out. It was kind of chaotic. So I contacted the staffing agency back, I think on my second day and said, you've got to find me something else. This this just isn't going to work. And right after that call, I happened to literally run into someone in the hallway. Wouldn't you know, it was our founder and he introduced himself and he asked me how things were going. And I have no poker face. So I said, oh, yep, they're going. And my voice went really <laughs> high and he said, what's wrong? So I told him. I named off three or four things that I thought should be better and let him know that I was probably not going to stay. And then something really remarkable happened. Instead of him dismissing that or saying, well, you've been here for two days. See you later. He actually asked me if I would help fix wow. some of those things. Wow. And again, I was young. I was green. I didn't have any real credentials to come into fixing things. But this company has had that kind of startup experimental feel from the beginning. And very quickly, I started seeing a problem and having an experiment or an idea or a solution that I wanted to run with and then getting the room to do so. And things started changing. I've been here ever since and I've gotten to really learn and grow the business from the inside out. And it was several years back when I got promoted to the CEO position. And I, I love it. I don't think I will ever go anywhere else. I couldn't imagine another job that I would want. Every day is kind of an adventure, lots of freedom to experiment and really work for a cause that I'm passionate about. That's pretty amazing. Staffing agency to CEO. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I love telling that story because 
it really could happen to anyone. Anybody who's, I guess, got a bit of a sense of adventure and wants to work really hard, there's a lot of possibilities. Our company is consistently growing and changing and evolving. And so I meet with a lot of our training classes to try to tell them that story just because while we may not have everything figured out, we're going to keep trying, we're going to keep experimenting, and we want to hear everyone's voice. That's how we get better. That's so neat. That is a great story. Can you give us a little synopsis on what Answer Connect does? Absolutely. So we started as a very small business. We started in a garage. And so our, our hearts have been with small and medium-sized business from the beginning. So with Answer Connect, our goal is really to help small and medium-sized businesses thrive. One of the most important aspects of a business that we can help with is with an inbound phone call. When somebody is calling to reach a company, to research a company, to schedule an appointment or to hire a company, we have a team of virtual receptionists who answer that call usually on the first ring, politely, professionally with a live human, and we can sound like an extension of that office. From there, we can schedule appointments, we can connect calls live back to the appropriate person, or we can even do an intake for an attorney or for another office who really wants to screen that inbound call. So we have a team who helps businesses through that avenue. And more and more, we have the software piece as well. We have web chat, we have website, and we have software to help teams collaborate from anywhere. Wow. So your virtual receptionists are all over the world. And then your internal team that you work with is also remote. And so you have, but you do have some hubs, you said. We do. So we believe in anywhere. We actually prefer the term anywhere over remote because we think remote kind of sounds isolating and, and we really want to fight that. We work from anywhere. And so we're in multiple states in the United States. Um, we're in the UK and we have development and some business support in Chennai, India. And we have hubs in some of our denser population areas throughout the US, the UK and India. And that allows us to rotate in. So we have right now actually I'm in the Portland hub, and we have two of our software developers who are here from Chennai spending some time working in our U.S. offices so they can work with the end user of the software that they're developing. We send our call center representatives to Chennai, India at some intervals to actually work with the development team directly and you know handle a phone call and really show them how they interact with the different pieces and, and work through it that way. That's really interesting. Then there's some crossover between your teams. There is. So we really love that feeling of being small and being scrappy. And, and we aren't really small anymore. But the idea that anyone could talk to anyone is something mm -hmm. that I never want to lose for our organization. We have three days a week, we have meetings that we call 10 at anywhere. And they're 10 minute meetings from anywhere. And you'll have everyone from myself to directors of HR, to receptionists, to leads, to team members from all different continents come together for 10 minutes and we talk about our learning. Learning is one of our keystone habits here in the company. And so we take 10 minutes a week where we come together and talk about things that we've learned. So books that we've read or talks that we've watched or different skills that we're trying to develop. And again, you could pop into one of these video calls and be talking next to somebody from really any role in the company or any location in the world. Oh, neat. So having your service be anywhere and then having your workers be anywhere, what are some of the challenges that you've faced with that? There definitely are challenges and, and they're not always what you think they're going to be. One of the challenges that I didn't expect was when you do work from distributed locations, 
you lose the ability for the spontaneous conversation. The I bumped into you at the coffee pot or we were sitting around lunch and this idea came up. We saw a void there when we first kind of moved into this model. We're trying to solve that by utilizing these hubs and also coming together at meetups and having more FaceTime. But it's still it's still not quite the same as when you have somebody in physical proximity and ideas just flow or the conversation may take a turn that you weren't expecting. So what are some of the advantages that you've seen? Well, luckily, the advantages far outweigh the consequences right. or the challenges from my perception. <laughs> right. Seeing that work should really be about what it is that you do, not where you are. I think that we've been able to move much, much more to a results-focused workplace. It's not about just having somebody sit in a seat and look like they're doing the job. We really evaluate what the results are. Prior to becoming an Anywhere company, we were still very focused on being green and sustainable, but moving to being a company that can go from anywhere, it allowed us to downsize our office to where we are in a space that really serves as a co-working space for many people in our community as well. So we share the space. So our carbon footprint has really, really shrunk. To focus kind of back on what we see, if we're inward focused, we have happier employees. Our retention of employees is fantastic. And when you can recruit from anywhere, you can really get the best talent that the world has to offer. Right. So how do you foster more culture among your Anywhere teams? So video is a huge asset. You know, email is the worst. I I, <laughs> I really just like email and I, I try to avoid it, but it's kind of a necessary aspect in a lot of ways. Chat is just a few steps above that. Um, chat's great and it's quick, but it's so easily misunderstood and it doesn't have any of the other aspects of communication to it, like voice inflection or facial expression or any of that. So sometimes it takes longer to chat something than it would be just to tell someone. So video is kind of one step back from being in person. And we do a ton of video. We meet with our team members through video. We connect with our clients through video to show them our software or even just to answer a question. And we have these over video meetings all day, every day, just to connect and get that FaceTime with the people who are important to us within the company and the people who we want to connect with. And you really find that helps to foster culture among your your team members. That human connection is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, what you say when you are on video is the other piece of it. You know, just coming together and you know, waving at each other probably wouldn't do it. But everyone knowing why we're here, what our mission is, that's the other big piece of it. It could be a little lonely working in a distributed anywhere model. But if you know that you're part of something bigger, if you know how your role, whether it is a receptionist on the phone or a team lead or a videographer or a trainer or a recruiter, how that all fits into the overall goal, then I think that can be very inspiring. And and repetition is key. We need to hear this a lot and we need to understand it a lot because the jobs that everyone is doing, they're tough and they're fast paced and they could be challenging at times. But I think if our team members know that they're part of a bigger mission, that they're helping us achieve that why, and they're really helping our clients achieve that why, then it can help everyone to be inspired and keep working hard. Do you do anything like company retreats or summits or? Yeah, we started doing what we call meetups. And so we do kind of large and small meetups. We just did a meetup in El Paso last week uh, with team members who we had there. We had some people who traveled, a lot of people who were relatively local to that area. And I think we had, gosh, we had 60 plus people there and we had a meeting. So company meeting where 
our team members were able to choose the agenda. So they voted on what it was they wanted to cover. And a lot of it was things that come up all the time. You know, what what is the direction? What is the plan? Where are we expanding to next? Things like this. Some of it was bigger picture items and some were, you know, small questions that people might have about just day-to-day intricacies. But we do meetups in various local areas. We also do meetups with teams. So small teams can go and come together for one to maybe a couple of days to work on a specific project and come out the other side. And then we also, when we find other conferences or summits that seem like they would really provide value, we we don't hesitate to send people to events like that to further their learning and their skills. That's cool. So what kind of tools do you use among your team to keep everybody connected and productive? So the real core of what we use, we actually developed ourselves. So we have a suite of tools that we call Anywhere Tools. We use a tool called Anywhere Works, and that tool encompasses chat, video calling, status updates, collaborative streams, where you can have kind of a group conversation. You can also see somebody's location. So for instance, anybody who's looking at me right now would know that I was located in Portland, Oregon. But if I ventured off, they would be able to see where I was and all of my contact information is there. So we have that as a desktop application and a mobile app. And that's huge because we can connect literally from anywhere, anytime. Another aspect of those tools is our video call tool called Teleport. And we use that a lot. That's so that we can connect with one to many people over video, and that's just done in the browser. And then all of the cloud-based collaboration tools. We're really big on the Google Google Docs and, and all that is available there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have mobile apps for our clients to utilize as well, and we can interact there. So, you know, we're always open to new pieces of technology to help us do what we're doing. But those are probably the core of what we use day to day. So looking on your website and just talking to you, Answer Connect is a big champion of anywhere work. Can you tell me why that's a why that's a key focus for for you and your team? Absolutely. First of all, it happened because we were paying attention to what was available in technology and we were outgrowing our building. There was kind of a a problem to solve. We either needed to move to a larger building or maybe split teams into multiple buildings or figure out something else. And so the ability to expand to anywhere, which could include somebody's home office, helped us with that problem. But we're also really focused on our planet. We've only got one planet. There is no planet B. And everybody getting in their car every day to commute to an office and then commute back is not only terrible for the environment, but it's really not very fulfilling for our team members. Mm. A traditional call center sees usually it's over 100% turnover in a year. They're just consistently refilling those seats. And you can't build culture. You can't really instill mission and you, you can't grow your company if you're literally refilling every seat every year. When we moved to being able to work from anywhere, hiring people who could do the same work in front of their computer, but from their home office, we saw that the demographic of employee who we attracted change dramatically. So the person who would traditionally maybe not want to go and work in what our office looked like back in 2005 or six, you know, cubicle land, Mm -hmm. were really excited to be able to work from their home office. And we found people from every walk of life, every demographic, people who were professionals, but who were just tired of the grind, tired of spending three or four hours on the road every day and wanted to do something different. We found people who were maybe finishing their education and our flexible model really suited them. We're a 24 by 7, 365 business 
business. And we allow a lot of our team members to self-schedule. So there's a lot of flexibility there. So for us, it was a combination of factors. We have much happier employees, which I believe correlates to happier customers because Mm -hmm. we take better care of them. And you can hear that when our business is really customer service, it's important that people like where they're at. We've had such phenomenal retention with this move that we have team members who are on the phones helping our customers who've been here for 12 and 13 years, and they don't want to go anywhere else. And there's just really no easy way to replicate that type of experience anywhere. So it's been huge for us and the environment. To go back to spending hours on the road every day would be really, really tough. I'm a mom now, and I wasn't a mom back when I was doing that. But the added time that I save by not having to commute 35 miles in one direction (laughs) just for work is time that I I really value. Right, exactly. And that's, you know, one of the benefits of this that I don't think is talked about enough is – the benefit of remote work for parents. There's definitely a lot of benefits for the business owner and for the employees, but I don't think that it's talked about enough. We have many parents and we have many single parents. And, you know, as as a mom, I know how precious even 10 minutes can be, mm-hmm. let alone hours that would be spent. So, you know, the ability to pop open my laptop and work anytime, anywhere really means that in the morning I can actually close the laptop and get my daughter ready for preschool and take her there and come back. And that takes less than 30 minutes round trip, but I'm there with her in the morning, same at night. And it's it's been huge for me. And I know it's huge for the other parents who we work with. That's awesome. That's really great. So tell me, what are what are some of the challenges that you've faced in onboarding remote workers? You know, I think I think there's a perception that is changing, but it's still there. Not all remote or anywhere working jobs are created equal. So the idea that some people have when they come in on what it will be like to work from anywhere is very different than what it actually is. So we've had people who thought this could be maybe their second or third or fourth job because they they work full time at this other job and maybe they go to school also and they think that they will do this. And I think there's been, again, I think it's changing, but a perception that it wouldn't be a real career or it wouldn't be a full time job. And that's been a challenge when people kind of get in the door and you find out that they really don't have time to devote to this or they really don't (laughs) have focus to devote to this. Mm -hmm. Um, I experienced myself when we shifted to this model. I shared with my family and friends that I now got to work from home and then had to have a serious conversation with family and friends and my mom specifically who thought they could then pop in because I was working from home. And so I don't think that everyone understands it, certainly not until they get into it, that it really is a lot of work. It really is a lot of focus. I think at least personally, and I see this within our organization, we work more and we get more done. (laughs) There's not the distractions Mm -hmm. that walk up to your desk or have you linger at the water cooler for 25 minutes. But I think that on onboarding, sometimes if people have a different perception, that can be something that, you know, hopefully we can kind of correct that perception and let them know what it is like to work here at Answer Connect. But if not, then sometimes it's not a fit, Right. Um, like in the case where they don't have the time. You know, the other thing would just be, again, I'm hoping that's shifting, but we've seen over time, sometimes people think this is too good to be true. Is it real? And so that's taken a little work on our side as well to really show that 
that, yes, indeed, we are a real company. We've been around for quite some time, you know, really get some social proof out in the world so that people can see that. Because I guess there is this perception that maybe if you can't see it or feel it or visit it, um, <laughs> yeah. it it's not real. <laughs> right. So what was what was transitioning into anywhere work like for, for you and your team members? I think that it was a mix of excitement for sure and fear. We wanted to do it, but I think early on we had some of the same concerns that anyone would. Is it going to work? How will we know if people are working? What is it going to be like? We experienced a lot of those emotions. And so from kind of a nuts and bolts perspective, we transitioned slowly. We started with a small number of team members and we kind of built that around them and we we transitioned iteratively. So group by group, team by team, position by position, and we really didn't make a move until we felt like it was working for each because transitioning somebody who, for instance, works in a contact center job is one thing and that's a heavily metriced position. We can see just about everything that is happening there. Mm -hmm. Whereas transitioning somebody like me, it's not heavily metric. It, we did it stepwise and we kind of started with the most visible, most transparent positions first and worked from there and then developed the software piece to kind of help support those places where we still had question marks. That is a really great strategy. Yeah, it would be, I mean, if anyone out there is thinking about making this move, I would advise start small and then move iteratively because it is exciting. And, you know, we want to jump in head first, but what you don't want is to do a belly flop. <laughs> you don't right. want to have a big failure. And even, even one day a week, even one day a month could be something to try. I also think that for us, a huge part of our success was to really be honest about what wasn't working. Back in 2007, we were one of, not the only, but one of the pioneers of doing this, at least on kind of a large scale with this type of a business. And so if we couldn't feel safe being honest about these things, then it really wasn't going to work. Mm. Um, I remember I, I started by just working from home on Fridays because traffic out to the office and back on Fridays was especially horrendous. And so I thought this was going to be great. And my very first Friday, I thought this was going to be awesome because because normally I spent about two hours in traffic each way. So I thought, I'm going to get to sleep in. This is going to be so amazing. It's going to be great. And so I set my alarm for a different time. And I thought I would just be really loungy and comfortable all day. And I, it was horrible. Oh, I was really? really, really, I was really used to having all those hours prior to work to get up, have coffee, get ready, and apparently mentally prepare for my day in the car for mm -hmm, two hours. Mm -hmm. So getting up and having a much abbreviated version of that, I, I wasn't ready. So uh -huh. I had to be honest about that and say, okay, getting up 30 minutes before I need to start working is not going to work for me. Right. <laughs> I, still, I still need to have a morning routine. I still need to get up and be ready. And if we as a group couldn't have talked about that, I think that it would have kind of lived in the dark shadows and maybe we would have felt shame about these mistakes. But instead, we were really honest about it. Like, hey, I tried this. It did not work. And we mm. all shared like, yeah, that I realized, you know, I, I, I don't want to wear, you know, whatever, like a hooded sweatshirt <laughs> all day. I would never wear that to the office. So I didn't feel like I was going to work. The other thing was having dedicated workspace and office, really setting yourself up for success in the space that you're going to work was important. And I think when we were transitioning, many of us didn't do that. We hadn't really had a proper home office. And when it was just one day a week, 
unique. We didn't invest in that. And we found that that was really a valuable thing to invest in. What kind of resources did you provide to your team members in terms of now transitioning to a home office? So as part of our recruiting and our training teams kind of information that they share, we really have kind of a checklist of what you need to be successful. And that includes everything from what configuration computer you should have, what speed internet you have to have. We suggest dual monitors. We suggest a specific kind of workstation, you know, with an actual office chair that you can sit in. Um, many of us like standing desks, and so we can give recommendations on that. So we we use the experience that we've gained through trial and error and experimentation to try to set people up for success, at least as far as we've been successful, based on what we've learned. And And that seems to be going great. And then again, true to our culture, we're always open to updates. So if somebody's like, hey, have you tried this? And one of the latest this is was a, a pedal bike that you can set up under your desk. <laughs> yeah. So people who don't love the standing desk can still get some motion and some circulation happening mm -hmm. in their legs while they're sitting. And some people really love it. I don't think I'm coordinated enough for it personally. <laughs> It's like they're rubbing your tummy and patting your head. Right. But we've got a lot of team members who love it because you know sitting is not kind of the most comfortable thing to do all day either. Right. I have a treadmill desk. Oh, awesome. And I, I adore it. I feel like the same as you, don't feel coordinated enough to. <laughs> but I haven't had any accidents yet. But it really does the motion of your body somehow, for me anyway, kind of almost puts me in like this super hyper-focused trance. And if I'm writing, especially, it's really great. I don't know what it does, but it puts me into like this hyper-focused state of mind where I can really get a lot done. So that's cool. Uh, you know, you did talk about if somebody is already in a remote situation, has a remote team, what piece of advice would you give them? Well, I think highly metric was an easy first step for us, but it doesn't always exist in every mm -hmm. company or every role. Mm -hmm. And if you're already transitioned or if you're thinking about doing it, I would say, you know, one piece of advice would be to be honest about what is working and what isn't. And if there are question marks like, gosh, I don't know where you go every Tuesday afternoon, talk about that and figure that out. Talk to another company who might be doing it. Learn, learn from others. We we didn't have too many others that we could learn from, but we're always open and we're excited about organizations who are really passionate about remote work, anywhere work as well. So, you know, be honest about the parts that are awesome and that are working, but also be honest about the parts that are challenging and get out of your house. <laughs> go out, don't turn into a hermit. We need human interaction. And so if you work from home or if you work from kind of a secluded space every day, get out and be social somehow. I, I think that's really important because without that, I think things can start to diminish and kind of start to fray at the edges. Definitely agree with that. I've been through that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've definitely been through that. <laughs> Oh, Natalie, thank you so much for joining me today. That was a really great conversation and some really great insights for our listeners. Is there anything else that, that you would like to add before we go? Well, it was definitely my pleasure. Thank you for reaching out to me and to, to us here at Answer Connect. You know, when I mention reaching out to companies that have maybe done this before, who've experimented, we're happy to talk with others. No obligation, but this is what we're passionate about. So if we can help, if we can advise, if we can just discuss how you might try just one day, we would love to. This is the infinite game. Really try to make the planet to make what work is better. And we're all in this together. So we're happy to help anywhere we can. Well, I appreciate that, Natalie. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Stephanie. 
That's it for this episode of Running Remote. Thanks for joining us as we dive into the minds and processes of CEOs, managers, nomads, and dynamic entrepreneurs who are building impactful businesses and organizations through this new and innovative movement. We're a very small team behind this podcast, so if you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share this episode with a friend. And definitely check us out at runningremote.com. Until next time.